Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, it's time for B-A-Q-A. Hey, 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 it's time for B-A-Q-A. Come on, Mandy. Q-A-Q-A. Hey, hey, it's time for B-A-Q-A. Can you tell I left my tab? I don't know what you're doing. Oh, there you are. So for those of you who don't know, me and Mandy are testing out this video thing. No, you can't see us, but I can see her. So I was trying to get her to do the bob. I'm like, come on, Mandy, come on, come on. Show me show me that bob. I was lost in tab purgatory. What is it? It's like that part when I almost forget what the next the next uh, move in the wobble is, and you're kind of looking over at your shoulder yeah, like, you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's time for like, BAQA. No. We got some awesome questions, but if you have questions, Mandy, how can the people ask questions? Oh, how can't you ask questions? You can. You can go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click Ask Us Anything. You can also hit us up on Instagram at brownambitionpodcast on the gram and slide into our DMs. Uh, and let's see, email. You can hit us up, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com with your questions. Try to make them detailed. You don't have to say your name. You can stay anonymous. We're happy to call you whatever alias you prefer. So mm-hmm. who knows? Try out a new name with our show. But we love to get y'all's questions. Okay. So first question. You want me to read it? Yes, please. Okay. It's from Brian. Um, he says, hey, Frank, first, thank you so much for all that you do for our community. You're welcome. My question is about the statute of limitations slash zombie debt. I read your article about how to settle your credit card debt, and I have some questions about the statute of limitations for debt collection. Does that statute of limitations change if you move from one state to another, or does the original state in which you open the account supersede your current state of residence? Brian. Yeah, well, Brian. zombie debt. Yeah, so so let's explain zombie debt. Let's do it. So zombie debt occurs. So something you may not realize is when you, so let's say you run up a credit card and you don't pay it off. There's several things that happen over a long period of time. Eventually what may happen is that you're so delinquent that the the credit card issuer or the debt collector just charges it off. And that goes on your credit report as a charge off and it's not good for your credit. And then they may send it to a collector who will try to pursue that debt. And in each state, they have a specific window of time, a window of opportunity when lenders or debt collectors can actually sue you to recoup that debt. And this is important. It means the time in which they can sue you to recoup that debt. And once that statute of limitations has passed, they technically can't sue you. They can still pursue it. And do they ever try? They definitely will try. But technically, they don't have the legal authority at that point to actually sue you. So 
what that means for you. So if you have a super old debt that was charged off forever ago and you get a phone call and they're like, hey, we want you to make a payment, just $1, just $10 on this old account. If that has passed the statute of limitations in your state, there's technically no benefit to you giving them money. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you do give them money, what it can do is resurrect that yes. debt. It then it breathes new. It's like it's like infecting a zombie. Or how do zombies turn into zombies? Who knows? Bite. Whatever. They, they, they bite. So it basically, it's a zombie bite. biting you. And now, yeah, it basically yeah. statute of limitation. It starts back over. So in New Jersey, New York, over. like the statute of limitation of evolving debt, meaning like uh, credit card debt, is six years. So if it's year seven and it's like oh, and you don't realize and you pay that one dollar then literally it can start back at year zero again and work its way back up. So just be yep. mindful. So just so you guys know, that's what it is. And so Brian, no, whatever whatever state that you incurred that in, it stays there. It doesn't, because technically you can go from a state with you know a six-year statute of limitation to a state with three-year and be like, woohoo, sorry, nan and a boo-boo. So they're like, no, wherever you started, that's that's where it is. So it won't, it won't, it's with the original state where you opened up the account. It doesn't supersede. It's not about your current residence. If you've moved, if you open that account when you're in Jersey, it's with Jersey. And then if you go to, you know, California, it's still Jersey. Brian's on the run. What did you do, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Next, like, just prox- have a question for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Proximo um, pregunta. pregunta. Ooh, we Spanish over here. Catch. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, look at this one. They say, hey, 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 just like me. Hey, 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 Tiffany and Mandy. Love you, ladies. Love you back. Keep up. Oh, that's you. I'm sorry, Mandy. I read you read the I read the last one. You can read this one. My bad, girl. Oh, thank you. You're so generous. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, Tiffany and Mandy. Love you, ladies. I giggle right along with y'all while taking notes. I have a question about paying back debt. Currently, this is my debt. And she goes on to list one, two, three, four, five, six different types of debt, line of credit, credit card, um, another credit card, some kind of 0% credit card. I don't know. Different accounts. Am I reading that right? Mm -hmm. So basically what she's asking is, should I concentrate and pay off a line of credit that is accruing at 7% and my balance is $10,500? Or should I concentrate on paying down credit cards while they are charging 0% and 2%. So she has a total of $11,000 on those two credit cards, which are charging 0% and 2% and wants to know if she should prioritize those or a line of credit at her bank, which is charging 7% for a balance of 10. So about the same amount of money, um, mm. but vastly different. But uh, por I see she has regular credit card. It says 20%. We ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> I, I was like, we talk about the wrong thing, sister child. We're going to call yeah. you um, Giggles. So she said you're going to giggle right along. So Giggles, I'm concerned that we're not mentioning that the second item on your list says 20% credit card. It's $4,500. That would be my main priority because it's that's expensive, Giggles. That's pricey. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where yeah. I would put, quite honestly, where I put my energy. Yeah, I mean, just reading this kind of stresses me out. And it makes me think of people who are kind of juggling those multiple debts. And all you're doing is kind of making your minimum payments and just staying above water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I commend you, Giggles, for at least trying to strategically, you know, attack this debt. So the two 0% interest cards that she has, those are 0% until 2022. So in my mind, 
set your set a calendar alert even for March or April or sorry. Yeah, late. It's like March and May next year. So mm-hmm. I would set a calendar alert for like February just to be sure that you don't miss and you want to get back on top of those cards. Check the on those 0% yes. offers, check the fine print and yep. make sure that there's not a deferred interest clause. Because if there is, you may be sitting pretty until early next year, but then get slapped with all the interest that you would have been accruing if you leave money on your, if you leave a balance on those cards. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I mean, I agree with Tiff. I think that the smartest thing to do is order these from most expensive to least and do your best to attack them. So starting with that 20% credit card mm-hmm. and then moving on to your 7% interest line no, no, of credit. No, no, she's got a 13% credit card. There's a 13? Oh, Girl, snap. number four. Okay. <laughs> this is interesting. Okay. You... Are you, I'm confused why you chose these cards to talk yeah. about. <laughs> That's what I, I guess but, I'm just, I, yeah. I would love to know, like, what is it about the line of credit that made you think that you should, I can understand the 0% yeah. because you're like, I can put all of my money that I put toward it goes to the money, goes to the principal. So I can understand why you'd bring that up. But what is it about the line of credit that makes you think that you should pay that first versus the the 20% and the 13% credit card? So that's what I'm curious about. So I would focus on the 20 then the 13 to Mandy's point, what will that is what will your zero percent cards be in March and in May? If they're gonna be like 30%, something crazy, then then I might rethink my strategy. Or if it's not paid off, I have to pay back all the, the interest from before, then my strategy might be to focus on the zero percent card. It depends on what happens if they're if it's not paid off in full by March and May. If it's something astronomical, those cards first. If it's something not so yeah. bad, twenty percent, then thirteen percent, then you know whatever the the um, whatever I would do my interest rates in order from highest to lowest, basically, and count those zero percent cards as their regular APR mm-hmm. once you check the fine print. Yeah, yep. that's smart. That's smart. Um, I mean, in general, having this many lines of credit and credit cards kind of it just tells me there's something underlying that's pro- yeah. that's problematic with your cash flow. So I would also say. Really focus on bringing in additional income, trying to find any way that you can bring in extra income to really attack, yes. you know, these debts so that you can get debt free because each card balance isn't that insane. But when yes, you add not. it up, mm-hmm. when you add it up, that's, I'm going to do some quick math. That's like 15K plus four. That's 19 plus five, 24. That's like 25, $26,000 mm-hmm. in total. That's a lot to have on all credit lines, which mm-hmm. could be variable APRs mm-hmm. and and change with the market. So you definitely want to get that under control. Mm-hmm. So make a little bit more, tighten the belt, spend a little bit less, put it toward your expensive debt, especially first. Okay, yeah. giggles. We're going to have you looking good as Oprah's bank account. <laughs> All right, number oh, three. This I'm sorry, says- I'm distracted thinking about her. <laughs> Oprah's bank account. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> This is from, quotes, Kia. Okay. Hey, Kia. She has a question for her parents. They are planning to relocate to another state within the next two years. They plan to rent out their current home that still has a mortgage, but they are trying to determine if they should dip into their retirement accounts to pay off their current home and then buy a new home in their new city or simply rent in the new city. In either option, they would rent out their current home for more than enough to cover the mortgage. They're both 60 and fly, I bet, Kia. Mm-hmm. And, and have about $1 million saved for retirement. Oh, they are fly. 
and are five and 10 years away from retirement. Are they? Because it's not like they're there. Um, there's about 100 k left to pay on the house, and they feel that paying this off will improve their credit score, which is currently pretty low, and debt-to-income ratio, which is very high due to, the, due to student loans, so they can qualify to buy a new house. I'm concerned about them dipping into their retirement accounts. What do you think they should do? Well, first of all, let's give a round of applause to Kia's um, million-dollar-saving parents, because that's not an easy thing. So you yes. know, commend your mama and papa, you know, papa about that. Cause that's awesome. And there's a lot here. So to really unpack, she's got parents. They have a million dollars saved for retirement. Woohoo. They do have a house that they want to pay off. And they're like, it's about a hundred thousand dollars. Do they go from 1 million to 900,000 to pay off the house? Because this will hopefully one improve their credit score. Cause they want to buy another house. And I guess just not having, you know, that particular debt, or they can just pay it off more naturally by renting out the house and having someone else pay um, the mortgage via rent. I'll tell you what I'm leaning toward. Key, key. If your parents were, you know, 45, I might be like, you know what? Maybe I would dip a little something, maybe. But honestly, not at 60. Not at 60, especially since they can rent and the renter will pay their mortgage. I feel nervous about so close to retirement taking money out of your retirement account that's not specifically for retirement. You know, let the renter just pay off the mortgage. I mean, and here's the thing, I don't even know at this age, why do they need to buy a house? I know I said it. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> don't buy another Go house. Ahead. Go ahead. I know, Mandy. I'm like, don't do it. Don't buy another house. <laughs> My dad is 60. He is desperate to buy a house right now. And I'm like, you don't have to. Mm -mm. But he just something about he wants, I mean, homes are in where he wants to live in like the boon, the boonies of Georgia aren't <laughs> that pricey. But you know, it, I Mm. First of all, do your parents want our advice? Is my I'm a little nervous. I'm like this woman. They don't want. They don't want to know what Mandy Kids did. Kids like them babies we don't grown. Know what they talk about. <laughs> but I would say, like, if you're retired, it depends on what kind of retirement they want. But you can have a you can have a home that you rent. Yes. You know, you don't have to buy a house. Yeah, um, it's a financial. Because here's the thing: it's a the average mortgage you're gonna get is between 15 and 30 years. What? What? Are we trying to are we trying to owe for the next 15 years? No. You want to be footloose and fancy free at 60. I know your pop still got it in him. Your mom's still dipping on the dance floor. If it was me, no disrespect to your parents. You know, I'd be like, hey parents, I know I'm like, you know, you're like, girl, this baby's talking. But I would be like, I'm going to rent in our new city. I'm gonna let someone else pay off my mortgage. I ain't gotta worry about it. And I'm going to lean into the 4% rule for my million dollars that I have saved. That 4% rule is this, is that on average, I know the last year the market has been crazy, but on average, if we look over the last you know 100 years, the market has yielded between like seven to 10%. So to be conservative, 8%. The 4% rule is that you have your money put up and you pull out 4% a year because it means that you'll put out, pull out on typically less than what your money has returned to you. And you'll never, you'll never have to dip into that 1 million and you can live off that 4%, you know? Um, and so I would be living off the 4% rule, keeping that million dollars in the bank, let somebody else pay my mortgage, you know, renting a nice apartment. Because here's the thing about apartment too, you ain't got to what? Shovel. You don't got to what? Mm. Rake. Oh, there's a leak. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Super. 
You need to fix that. No, sir. I feel like buying a home when you're younger makes more sense when you're like having a kid and you want something more stable or whatever. But no, like if my parents' house wasn't paid off, that was their plan that they were going to get a condo, you know, so they don't have to worry about kind of like the household chore. So that's what I would suggest, Kia. But your parents are grown and they're going to do grown things. Yeah. Let us know how that goes. <laughs> I want you to sit down and say, so <clears throat> mommy and daddy, can I tell you what my friends Mandy and Tiffany think you should do with your money? <laughs> well, let me see how that'll go over. Right? <laughs> She's going to be like, press play. No disrespect, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Kia. <laughs> First of all, they're going to be like, why are you telling my business? <laughs> right? Well, oh, no. They don't want any of their, any of their, any of their business out there. But I think this they've given you a gift, which sounds yes. like they're going to be okay. So, yes. Kia, how is your finances? Yes, girl. Do you girl. have a house? Mm-hmm. Are you renting? You focus on mom and dad. You good, girl. <laughs> oh, oh, I can totally see her mom being like, meanwhile, me and your dad is good. Me and daddy good. But you over here asking to borrow $500. You worry about me and my retirement. <laughs> you see your parents yeah. love to turn yeah. you like, I was just trying to help. <laughs> Why are no, you worried? Why are you worried, Kia? <laughs> yeah. But honestly, Kia, you're being an awesome daughter. These questions were awesome. I hope you like this BAQA. I like this format, right? I do too. I'm glad we switched it up. Yeah, yeah. See, so yes, we'll be doing the BAQA every week. So if you have some QA for the BA, what you got to do? Andy? Ask us. Oh, my bad. My bad. You <laughs> served it. I dropped the ball. Uh, <clears throat> picking it back up. You can go to brownambitionpodcast.com. Ask us anything. Or hit us up on IG. I check my IG quite often. Brown mm-hmm. Ambition Podcast. I probably will respond to your message if you send us one. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us your question there or email us, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. And one last favor, por favor. That means please in Spanish. <laughs> if you love the BAQA, And especially if you have a friend that could quite honestly use the advice, please share the link to this podcast with at least three friends, co-workers, mom, dad, cousin, auntie, and them, because we would really love to share our delicious brown ambitiousness with the world. Yeah, you guys seem to be enjoying the way we're doing the podcast now. So we would just love even more people to listen and to help more people. So share it with at least three different people. I promise you, you won't regret it. We're going to treat them good, real good. (laughs) <laughs> the Superman just open the door and slam it. Yes. I'm okay. looking at him like, bruh, <laughs> I told you Mondays. Well, the good thing is we ain't got to worry about that because we're going to be taping early. I'm doing the, um, what is this called? The Bogle? Like this, you know, that's, oh, that, I don't that, know. That, it, like, you know, it, um, think about Shaba, Mr. Love. Me and Mandy are both doing it. Like, <laughs> I don't Maybe know I what it is, but it feels like good on my back. Let me find out Mandy got a little, little rhythm. Okay. You haven't seen, you came to my wedding, right? I know, but you were doing like I the did an entire dance. bachata. Yes, I'm saying, you did I, like that dancing, like, you know. Yes, I danced. You should say me and Rio. We, okay. we cut a rug. Manny over here house. with the little, with the little two-step rhythm. Let me find out. <laughs> That's that I Georgia energy. <laughs> I thought you knew where I was from and who I am as a person. Got a little bit of money. I could still move. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jenny from the block. All right, until next time, BAQA (laughs) is out. (laughs) Out. Bye. Bye. See you next week. The 
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.